Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Fellow redeemed, the parable from today's gospel is one that at first glance may make you scratch your head. It's not as easily understood as, say, the parable of the lost sheep or the lost coin or the prodigal sons, all of which come prior to today's text. In the gospel for this day, we see what appears to be Jesus encouraging individuals to steal. Well, ultimately, he's not. With parables, it's important to remember that their meanings are intended to be hidden. Jesus says, To you has been given the secrets of the kingdom of God, but for those outside, everything is in parables so that they may indeed see, but not perceive, and may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. Parables are like codes that hide and reveal the kingdom of God to believers. They're to teach, they're to to catechize, they're to instruct. Take, for example, the parable of the, the Good Samaritan. Here the world hears a story of how we should reach out to those in need. And while we should, Jesus ultimately intends for us to see how he's the Good Samaritan, how he's the one who has mercy and compassion on sinful humanity. As for our parable today, the world says that Jesus wants us to be thieves and to steal from the rich. And yet that's not correct. Consider the seventh commandment. It reveals where to not take our neighbor's money or possessions or get them in any dishonest way. Instead, we're to help him to improve and protect his possessions and income. And so what this parable is really showing us is that the master has been wonderfully merciful to us, even in our unrighteousness. And the mercy he shows to us is generous. It's free. It's so generous and freeing that it even frees you to be shrewd with unrighteous possessions in order to extend Now, earthly possessions or unrighteous wealth, as it's called in today's gospel, at its core are not bad. And we all have them, don't we? Cars, clothing, shoes, house, home, land, animals, money. The list is endless, isn't it? And as long as we walk this earth, we will continue to have them. It's important for each and every single one of us to remember that these possessions are really gifts from God. Through them, God richly and daily provides us with all that we need to support our body and life. And as stewards of these gifts, God wants us to put them to good use. Now the issue is when they become our God. That is, when you desire more possessions, when you grow anxious over these possessions, or even when you squander them away. 
instead of fearing, loving, and trusting in the one true God. Jesus says, no servant can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one or love the other. You will be devoted to one or despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Now in the parable for this day, we see that a steward has been entrusted with the possessions of a certain rich man. And yet, due to his love for money, he's unfaithful. He squanders his master's wealth. Now, this word squander is the exact same word used in the parable of the prodigal son to describe what happens to his property through his extravagant living. He squanders his wealth. And the fact that it's used here in this parable helps to give us an idea of the extent to which this man, this steward, wasted his master's possessions. And upon hearing that his steward had been unfaithful with his possessions, the master confronted the steward. He tells him to surrender the accounts he's managed. Now, from this point forward, everything that the steward does is illegal and not binding on the master. And what's astonishing is the fact that there's no argument from the steward. He doesn't say, it wasn't my fault or I'm falsely accused. The steward remains silent in front of all these accusations. He doesn't try to justify his actions. And this is strange given the fact that sinful man loves to self-justify. And it started the moment with Adam and Eve once they fell into sin. It continued with the Israelites as they wandered through the desert. And we do the same thing when we try to blame others or look for loopholes when we are confronted with sin. It's their fault, not mine. And yet God's law doesn't allow us to do this. In God's law, you won't find a single loophole or way out. Just like the steward stood before his master guilty of squandering his best possessions, we too stand guilty before God of squandering the good gifts that he's entrusted to us. God's words are clear. One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. One who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you've not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? Let anyone who thinks that he stand take heed, lest he fall. God's law shows us for who we truly are and what we truly deserve. And like the steward, we have very few redeeming qualities. It's at this point where the steward, and even us, we must look outside of ourselves. Must look to the mercy of God. Of the master. Knowing that the master is merciful, the steward quickly calls upon the master's debtors. 
and acting on behalf of the master, he cancels huge amounts of debt. And in the end, the master praises the steward for his cleverness. His entire scheme is built upon the merciful nature of the master. And this is exactly how God deals with each and every single one of you. On the times that you've sinned and squandering your master's possessions, our Lord's possession, we owe a debt that could never be paid off. It's far too great. We deserve imprisonment in hell for all eternity, and yet you have a merciful master that chooses to grant to you forgiveness of all of your sins, who grants you His righteousness, who grants you eternal life on account of His beloved Son, Jesus Christ. And unlike the steward who only cancels half the debt, Jesus canceled your entire debt through His death on the cross. There's nothing left to be paid off. Christ paid it in full for you. You no longer have to fear punishment. Through the blood of Jesus, you are free from the punishment of the law and its punishment of death. Just as the steward banked everything on the mercy of the master, you can take comfort knowing that God follows through with his promise of mercy. Through him, you have your future is certain. And you can celebrate living in the freedom that comes through Jesus' blood, for he has paid off your debts. And as ones who have been set free through the blood of Christ, the question now comes up with what happens to these earthly possessions that we have? Should we get rid of them so that we, we're not tempted from becoming distracted from the main focus, which is our salvation through Christ? Well, by all means, no. Jesus says in today's text, you should make friends by unrighteous wealth or earthly possessions with the result that when it fails, you may be received into eternal tents. Now, the steward in the parable, upon hearing he was fired, quickly became shrewd with his master's earthly possessions, over concern for his future. He wanted to make sure he had an earthly dwelling. However, what's more important than knowing that your eternal dwelling in heaven with God is secure? Well, nothing. It's why God baptized you. It's why He comes to you now through His Word in order that you may know that you've been set free through His mercy. And because you've been set free from sin, death, and the devil, this allows you to be shrewd with His gifts that He's given to you. His gifts of your time, of your talents, of your money, of your resources, all in order to extend 
his kingdom through the proclamation of the gospel. It's this gospel message that proclaims that Christ continues to cancel the debt of all people for all times through his blood on the cross. And it's this proclamation that wins friends for all eternity. Though redeemed, earthly possessions make a poor God. In the end, they will fail you. They get destroyed by rust and eaten by moth or stolen by thieves. And even if you can protect these things from this, you will lose them when you die. Yet when you know God in Christ Jesus and have the treasures of heaven, your relationship to earthly possessions is reversed. Instead of possessions controlling you, you control them. Instead of them driving you into its service, you put them into service in order to extend Christ's kingdom. You can't buy anything from God because he isn't in the business of selling. He's in the business of giving. That is, giving His Son, crucified, risen, ascended for you. And what we receive freely, we give freely. And what we give in support of the gospel is an investment in the eternal treasures that can't be stolen or lost or destroyed. God be praised. Amen. Peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our God.